so important today to grow our consciousness. And to know that growing consciousness is something. And doing it through journaling is not only simple, but it's also a joyous activity. And it's not like you have to go and sit on a, on a cloud and meditate and leave the earth. It's such an organic activity. And once you are able to get into it, it becomes joyful. Hello and welcome to the Badass Wellness Coach Show. I'm your host, Didi Hoffman, and today I'm excited to be joined by educational psychologist, Dr. Elsie Meyer, from just around the corner here in sunny South Africa. Our topic today is journaling, and more specifically, how we as coaches can use conscious journaling to help with transformation. Elsie considers herself a student of life, and she has spent her life on personal and professional journey of discovering how the body, mind, and the energy systems are all intertwined, and how our thoughts and emotions shape our lives. She seldomly accepts anything at face value, but mostly looks for the why and the how beneath the what. Elsie, welcome to the Badass Wellness Coach Show. Thank you, Didi. It's lovely being here. Cool. Elsie, please give us a 30-second overview of exactly what it is that you do. I am a conscious journaling coach, and, and I am a psychologist, but I use my knowledge of psychology, uh, psychology to teach people how to grow their consciousness through journaling. That sounds very, yeah, that sounds very, very interesting. Elsie, one of your favorite quotes is beyond the point of right and wrong, you will find bliss. And that's by one of my favorite authors, Deepak Chopra. Tell me just a little bit more about that. Yes, Didi, that was a, a phrase that I heard from him a very long time ago, and it really opened a world, a world for me because we are so used to doing the right thing and not doing wrong things that we actually take away such a big part of our living. And when I realized that there's a huge part of life that is not either right or wrong, I really changed my way of thinking and way of life. And I realized between the colors white and black, we do not really find gray. We find the seven colors of the rainbow. Oh, I like that. I'm a Katie Maloa fan, and she's got a song. Uh, I think the song is titled is The Spider Web. But there's a little lyric in there that says, um, the piano keys are black and white, but together they make the rainbow sound. Um, and this is basically the same, right? It's, uh, yeah, it's lovely. You know, the moment we stop judging ourselves and, and, and looking for specific outcomes, life just gets a lot easier. Elsie, let us dive into today's topic. Can you tell us a little bit more, describe for us what you mean with conscious journaling for transformation? Yes, journaling. And I want the, the, our listeners to think about 
the journal as a mirror. It reflects the mind. And the way you journal will reflect the different parts of your mind. If one journal consciously, it will activate the different parts of the brain and the mind to support whole brain thinking. That is a term we often hear. And we activate the thinking mind, the feeling mind, and also the being mind. And the last mind is really a mind that we do not often think of, but it's the most important one. Consciousness, of course, is what we are aware of. And the moment we express something in our journal, it becomes part of our consciousness. That is why I love journaling. It has all the tools for us to grow our consciousness. This is a powerful tool to bring valuable information from the subconscious mind, the feeling mind, and the unconscious mind or the being mind into consciousness. When we are able to reflect this info in the mirror that we call a journal, we also have the power to change that part of our minds. And I often hear the term dimensional and specifically today, many people are talking about the fifth dimension. And it's easy to understand the different levels of conscious journaling if we can break it up into five dimensions or five level, levels, if you prefer that term. But it's important to know that this is only a theory to make it easy to explain and that one dimension builds on the other. The first dimension is expression. And we've already said that expression is consciousness, but expression is also healing. And it doesn't matter what we express in our journals. It could be words, numbers, images, symbols. Expression is the same to the mind as gravitation is to the body. It keeps us grounded. Expression keeps us in consciousness. The second dimension is flow. And this is where the words of Deepak Chopra comes from. Flow goes beyond logic. logic. It goes into the creative part of the conscious mind. It's still part of the conscious mind. Many people think of the conscious mind as only being logic, but it's logic. And the other half is the creative mind. That is when we specifically use images, stories, analogies, metaphors, we all know the phrase, a picture paints a thousand words. And once we uh, express creatively in our journals, so much more comes back from the reflection of the journal. The third dimension is a very important one, and that is the power of perspective. It is so important to have a broad perspective and our journals offer such a nice platform 
in order to express things from different perspectives. And in my course, I also use the mandala to build this perspective. Because once we have a good perspective to see things from, we grow our personal power. But there's something else that goes with a broad perspective, and that is flexibility. Once we are not stuck with one perspective, we start being flexible and we accommodate more opinions, more points of views. And once we do that, we participate much easier in life. And that is really something that we have to do when we want to be successful. We have to participate in life. And also, it's so joyful to be able to participate in life. The fifth dimension is the, the dimension of emotions. Emotions, we've all heard it's energy in motion. But it's really the bridge from the mind that is able to be expressed to the body. Once we start trusting our journals, we start expressing our emotions. And we start by expressing the emotions we feel safe with at first. But as we peel the layer, like the layers of uh, onion, we come to the emotions that really hampers us in participating in life. And when we can express those emotions, we can change them. It's so important to be conscious of our true and deep-seated emotions because emotions actually changes the body from the inside. It brings about chemical changes vibrational changes, it changes our energy. Some emotions have very, very little uh, energy like guilt, grief, regret, shame. Other emotions have much energy and we, can, we really enjoy experiencing them. It's the emotions of love, joy, forgiveness, and when we start expressing our emotions, we can move up to the higher and free-flowing emotions. Emotions give directions in our lives. They are either constructive or they are destructive. And the more passion we have in an emotion, whether it's a stuck or a free-flowing emotion, the faster and easier we move in the direction of either construction or destruction. And then we come to the fifth dimension. And this is really the part of journaling that I have never found in any work before. It is to express the sensations inside the body in our journal. 
when we start doing that, when we experience emotions or thoughts, we really start to create changes, even on the physical level. Joe Dispenza is such a, a loved speaker, and he says, the body is the slowest to change. You will constantly accept, believe, and surrender your thoughts and behavior to the sensations inside your body. And these are lovely words. Once we are able to express the inner sensations of the body, we can also change them. And then we can change our bodies. And this is so useful for people with physical ailments like chronic pain, chronic disease. Because by changing the body, they change the health of the body. And you can become the dream you write about in your journal. And that to me is really the most important step in journaling, although so few people add that to journaling. And it's important to me because the body often suffers because we ignore it. And in this journaling, we have such a lovely uh, experience when we start expressing from, from the body and we see that it becomes easier to change behavior, to change emotions and to change thoughts. So in short, this journaling course is designed to take the body as part of the mind on board and to make physical changes much more sustainable than when we only work with the mind as we know it, emotions, thoughts, and beliefs. I love it. I'm totally speechless. I do, I do journaling myself, but I think I only use one of the dimensions. So I've got a long way to go here. On a, on a more pragmatic level, what's your suggestions when, when, when we do journaling? Paper or digital, or doesn't it matter? Uh, no, it does matter. There are studies that show that it's much better to take a pen into your hand and write on a piece of paper because it activates bigger areas of the conscious part of the brain. When you type, you go um, easier into automatic mode so that your consciousness is not as activated as when you take a pen and paper to write down what you want to express. I'm happy to hear that because I like to write with a pen and paper. And I like to, to doodle and make little drawings. So I love hearing that. Is there an easy way for somebody like me to start incorporating this? Are there, say, a step one, a step two, a step three that you can share with us so that I, instead of just having one dimension, at least can incorporate some of these other dimensions as well? Yes, Daddy. If we look at the first three dimensions, the first 
one is to express. So what you have to do there is take a journal, open it, and take a pen or a pencil, a crayon or a pastel in your hand and start expressing. That's, that's so easy to do that. The second dimension is to use images or stories or analogies or metaphors in your journal. So when whatever you want to express and you can do it in the form of an image or you can write a little story, you are already doing something bigger. And I love the dimension of expressing emotions. There was a study that showed that whenever people express the emotion they feel in a journal, they become not only emotionally healthier, but also physically. So taking a journal, using your creative um, talents and you don't have to draw a masterpiece and think it must be sold or admired by, by people. I cannot draw a stick figure um, that looks decent, but by only expressing it with a creative mind creates flow. And um, when we express our emotions, we can also express that not only in a word, but also in the form of an image or write a story about it. And then we are expressing deeper. That sounds like very good and sound advice. It sounds something like I would be able to do. Uh, and I, anyway, I love, yeah, I, I probably draw a lot more in my journals uh, than I write. Um, I, some, yeah, I sometimes show them to my wife. She's an accomplished oil painter artist and she always find it very humorous um the way the way i draw my pictures but yeah as you said elsie is just for myself it's not for anyone else elsie let's wrap this up what is your one big takeaway from this episode my big takeaway diddy would be is that it is so important today to grow our consciousness and to know that growing consciousness is simple and doing it through journaling is not only simple, but it's also a joyous activity. And it's not like you have to go and sit on a, on a cloud and meditate and leave the earth. It's such an organic activity. And once you are able to get into it, it becomes joyful and you will really see the fruit of this exercise. Interesting that you describe it as an organic activity, and I've never thought about it as such, but it actually is exactly what it is. So thank you for, for sharing that. Any final words of advice for our listeners? I would say that we have to stay in contact with our body as well. And it becomes more and more important today, you know. And um, by doing that, having bodily awareness and using creativity, it actually 
makes us much different from an enemy that is creeping up through the internet and that is artificial intelligence. If we do not use our creativity and we do not use our awareness of our body, we can become equal to artificial intelligence. Love that. That's a very interesting perspective. And that's actually a, a nice topic for another podcast. I would love to dive deeper into that. But Elsie, you have a breathing exercise that you'd like to share with our listeners. Tell us more about that. I call it the four-phase breathing. And it actually breathes in three different ways. And each of the different ways activates a different part of the mind. The first and the last part activates our being mind. And we just allow the body to breathe. It, we allow the body to breathe us. We are not breathing the body in the first and the fourth phase. In the second phase, we activate the feeling mind. And that's interesting because what we add to the breathing are colors. And the moment we add colors, we are starting to add sensations and feelings. And people even become aware of different emotions as soon as they add the, the color to the breathing. And the third phase is where we tell the logic mind, okay, you can have your turn now and we breathe in five counts in and five counts out five counts in and five counts out then each part of the mind is satisfied and we always end with a being mind and we allow lastly the body to breathe us because in the end we are not thinking Beings. We are not feeling beings. We are beings. We are human beings. And it's so important to sometimes just be. And that is why it's so important to end with that phase. Cool. I really love that. I had a look at that breathing exercise. And I must say that what caught my eye was, was the step four, where you are actually using the colors. Um, it's always a challenge for me. I'm very much a left-brainer, and I have to deliberately do things to incorporate my right brain a little bit more. Elsie, where can our listeners connect you on social media? Where's your favorite internet coffee shop? I'm not really a, a favorite um, internet user. <laughs> and they can connect me on my website. It's Elsie, E-L-S-I, at Elsie Mayer. And once again, E-L-S-I-M-E-Y-E-R dot C-O dot Z-A. And they can fill in a contact form or they can send me an email. Elsie, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and wisdom with us. We wish you only the very best, my friend. And may your business grow and prosper beyond your wildest dreams. Thank you, Didi. And it was lovely, lovely to share this half an hour with you. There you have it, my dear wellness friends. 
another badass episode packed with information to help you build your own thriving, high-impact coaching business. Go and get Chelsea's breathing exercise and connect with her via email. I'll put all the links on today's show notes page. So simply hop on over to badasspreneurs.com forward slash podcast and you can access everything from there. Thank you so much for listening to the Badass Wellness Coach Show. Please make sure to subscribe and rate us everywhere you listen to podcasts, including on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And the great thing about Spotify is that there's no need to leave a review. You can simply just tap the five-star rating and you're done. It's super easy and it really helps me a ton. Be blessed, my dear wellness friend. The world really needs our healthy lives. Let's go and share it with anyone showing just a tiny spark of interest of interest in what we do. And I'll see you again in the next episode. Stay safe.